Hi everyone! Welcome back to another episode of what we've now decided to call Disaster, Disaster Weekend. Weekend. With me, Elaine Beck, and... I'm Anna. You don't need to know my last name. Who the fuck are you? So true, bestie. <laughs> well, like we mentioned last week, we're deciding that we wanted to um, rewatch Erased. Oh yeah. We, we have, we have a, a list of a couple re-watching things that we've seen individually but never together, and I... I don't know, I feel like I appreciated it more this time. I definitely appreciated it more this time, because the last time I watched it, I was studying for finals, so I wasn't <laughs> completely attentive. To be fair, this time around, I wasn't also completely attentive, because I was a little bit uh, zooted. Oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, if well, if that's not attentive for you, then I, I, was, I might as well have not even been in the room. No, but, but I was zooted, zooted. But for, like, most of it? How many episodes were there in this? Twelve? I think it was like 10 or 11, maybe 12. But Clearly I Clearly mean, we're super prepared. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I did fall asleep for one of the episodes, but I still, I do think I got more out of it this time. Yeah, me too, because I was like, I don't know, looking for things through a critical lens this time. <laughs> Trying to find things to comment on. Trying to find things to, yeah, say something noteworthy, noteworthy about. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that... Um, well, I guess first we should probably do like if we reco- recommend it. Oh yeah, if we recommend it at all, that's what we always said we do at the beginning. Because if you want to stop listening after this point, fair enough. Um, yes, like we definitely yes. recommend this one. I think it is one of my top anime that I've watched. Yeah, it's also one of my favorites, I would say. And I mean, I haven't watched a ton of like the more popular anime, so like I don't know how it stacks up. But I think it's just probably either right behind or a few anime after attack on titan which oh yeah yeah is yeah. my favorite personally it, it is my favorite too which i feel like is a basic answer but like some it's things good. are popular for a reason yeah like it's just yeah i, I miss i miss those little guys <laughs> i'll see you in december i tried to find the manga at barnes and noble oh i'm sorry manga i tried to find the manga at barnes and noble and they had like edition 27 and so i flipped through it and i was like oh yeah 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 i remember this shit makes sense makes sense and then they didn't have anything they were out until issue 33 and then i was flipping through 33 and i was like the fuck is this and so i don't know what i saw i'm trying to forget it but i guess it makes sense that they're out of the ones that people wanted yeah after everyone watched it was like oh i need to read the manga yeah but oh my yeah. god i was on um twitter today you know joey bosa is an old ohio state football player um and he now plays for the Chargers, I think. And there was a video of him going through their schedule. And it, it was like a PowerPoint presentation. And at the very end, it was like, thanks for being here, guys. And there was a picture of Aaron. And I was like, oh my god, you cannot tell me Joey Bosa watches Attack on Titan. Wait, why would he? Ha- Wait, in what context? What was the picture of Aaron? Like, was it, was just, it was just a picture of Aaron, like in a scout's uniform. And I'm like, Joey Bosa? Are you an Aaron stan? What does that even mean? If your football coach just puts up a picture of Aaron Yeager, does that no, mean no, he's no, trying to do... No, 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 a football do... coach. It's, he's a football player. Yeah, if he... Oh, yeah, if you're fo- if a football... Wait, why was he even giving a presentation? I don't know why what it was What is this him? situation? <laughs> when do football players have to give presentations? <laughs> well... <laughs> I thought they just played football. <laughs> I think that's their job most of the time. What but... is he presenting? Like, is he pitching something? Like, no. is this a business he, he He got the schedule... And he was just, like, presenting it to his teammates. Oh. But, like, like, leadership hierarchy in football? Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, there's like Captain and what? Which one is he? Which player is he? He is, um, I think a linebacker. I don't know. He plays something on defense. I genuinely didn't know this. Yeah, no, he was before your time. So, like, you wouldn't have even have heard me talk about him because he didn't play while we were in college. No, 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 I, I, I yeah, it, it's true that I don't know about this guy, but I just meant that there was, like, a hierarchy of power in football. Like, oh, I didn't know about that. Like, I didn't know about any of this, like, well, office politics. He doesn't get his, like, position because of the position he plays, but because of how much the team respects him. Okay, like, how good so of a, player he a respected is. man was giving a presentation. A respected. To his football. A respected young man. Buddies, to his football guys. Yeah. And which for reasons which are still unclear to me, but I so an that idiot. they could reveal the schedule for the upcoming season. Okay, um, I feel like over that's Zoom. What a coach should do. Oh, over Zoom. I feel like it was, I think I don't know if he was actually presenting it to him or if they were just trying to like <laughs> make him look funny, you know? Because he kind of it was kind of like comedic. He had like a lot of memes all over his slides. Oh, so at the okay. very end, it was like Aaron Yeager. Oh, oh. well, this makes sense now. Okay, we've <laughs> devoted far too much time to this topic, but I, you know, it should be known that I'm an idiot, and so I, I really didn't understand. Well, she's not an idiot. I'm an idiot. Um, you just don't know football and or math or math or most science or money or the economy. Hey, but those are just a few of the things of life. What? I don't know. Well, I don't know relationships or people either. Speaking of animation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this. This is not therapy. This is not therapy. Okay, moving on. Erase um, the wait. anime. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to say before we started talking about this show is we have just gone through the experience of watching the last season of Infinity Train. <gasps> okay, I'm so glad we can plug this. Yes, we just watched the last season, season four that came out, I think it was just like last week or something. I think it was, yeah, like around like April 29th, I think, is when it came out. Okay, this show, if you've never heard of this show, it is an amazing, like, wow. it's supposed to be, like, it's supposed to be like a kid's cartoon. It was on Cartoon Network, you know, so think something like Steven Universe, Amazing World of Gumball, regular show. One of those adventure with, like, time. yeah, Adventure, oh, yeah, that was probably the first most obvious one. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's supposed to be one of those where it's, like, it's for kids, it's appropriate, whatever, for kids, but adults love it and watch it, too, just because it's, It has more, like, adult themes, too. Yeah, it's got, and it's also just, like, trippy and weird, and they've usually yeah. Got just really over the garden humor. wall. I think is yep, what yep, kind yep. of led us into watching it because yeah. it's like a really like a cult TV show. Yeah, it's it's very much like the same kind of energy as Over the Garden Wall, where there's like a select but like devoted. a select but devoted um, subset of the population watch this. Anyway, it's one of those. It is called Infinity Train, and that the title is self-explanatory. And if I say anything else, it'll completely ruin the show for you. But it's mm -hmm. about a really cool train and the people yes. on it. And that sounds stupid, but there are also things like talking dogs, sad robots, happy robots. Yeah, so basically bonding, it, betrayal. And as the seasons went on, I drama. Think, <laughs> as the seasons go on, like it was acquired by HBO Max, yeah. So they could get more, I guess, adult themes into it. It could get darker. Like yeah, it could get darker. I shouldn't say like adult because it, it doesn't like sexualize any of the characters at all. Yeah, no, no, no. It no. just kind it's... of, like, gets darker into themes that you might not necessarily see in, like, a kid's cartoon. Yeah, in, like, Adventure Time. Like, they don't have the same kind of plots as in Adventure Time. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have the same kind of plots as literally anything because it is so goddamn weird. Yes. But, but the reason that we're talking about this is because this is 
quote unquote its last season. It got canceled. It got by canceled. HBO Max, which we think is utter horseshit. Utter utter <laughs> horseshit because it is literally one of the best shows. Period. Not just like animated shows, like shows. Period. Yes. That I've watched in a really long time, and it was just like like season one. You were like, oh okay, this is cute. No, the humor really brings it. It really makes it so like you want to keep watching. Okay, yes. season two, you're like. This is getting interesting. We've got yes. some like concepts and shit. Mm -hmm. And then, but also like it's still funny and weird and ridiculous, but also like really heartfelt. And then season three, we literally would like stand up and gasp when shit would yes. happen. It like gave me the same almost like emotions that the season three like Armin scene. Like, yes. The same yes, yes, yes. Visceral, just kind of like, holy shit, oh my god, what's gonna happen next? Or like oh yeah, like yeah. it literally almost does the exact same thing. No, it's literally the exact same thing. Um, like not to give too much away, but the scene where Armin like sacrifices himself. Spoilers. Yeah, an attack on Titan. An attack but on Titan. If you haven't seen that yet, what have you been doing? <laughs> um, he sacrifices himself to try to give Aaron more time to yes. stop Bertolt. Um, so it's like, and then the episode ends, and so you're for a while you're like, oh fuck, my favorite dude's actually dead. But you know yes. that emotion, mm -hmm. yes. that emotion is like what we were getting from Infinity Train, and it is a fucking eleven epi eleven minute episode cartoon that started on Cartoon it has Network. Like ten episodes a season. Yeah. So it's just like action packed. Every ten minutes, you're like, holy shit, what just happened? Because like. We were going back and we're like, there's no way that these could have only been 11 minutes. Yeah. Because we just watched the fourth season separate from when we watched the first three seasons. We're like, yeah. There's no way that these we could like have been. We like binged the first three seasons, basically. Yeah. I think we did it in like three days, which is fine because yes. it's only like 100 minutes per mm -hmm. season. <laughs> yeah. 100 minutes per season or 110. Oh, right. <laughs> See, but, can't do math. Like credits and shit, too. We didn't watch the credits. That's what I'm saying. Subtract that. Oh. So probably, yeah, like around... Yeah, so I was fucking right. Yeah, maybe like <laughs> okay. 95, 90 minutes. Okay. <laughs> now the math portion of this is over. I don't like this DBQ. <laughs> <laughs> if a Cartoon Network show is 11 minutes long, including credits time... Wait, is this even what DBQs are? No. What's a DBQ? It's a document-based question. Oh, you could be documenting... No, this is not a DBQ. All right, fuck it, never mind. I'm gonna abort that joke. <laughs> Aborted. Consider it aborted. <laughs> uh, but what we're saying is the third season was really good. The fourth season was almost like you have like filler episodes, but it was kind of like a filler season where they wanted to take on like a different concept. And like but, you could tell that they wanted to get back to the main yes. plot that they had set up in seasons one, two, and three. Yeah, and so this they, was more of like a chance to tell an individual story. Yes, yeah, was in the un in the larger universe. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and they. The creator said that he had eight seasons planned, um, but they got cut because a lot of executive producers um, aren't like in the age range where like anime and kids for kids got like popular. Because like the people who are creating cartoons right now, like the creator of Infinity Train, they grew up in like um, like the '90s where anime and animated um, and American animation was becoming really popular, but their bosses haven't. Yes. grown up with that and so the people who are making these shows know that adults like them want really good animated television but their bosses don't believe it because they think cartoons are a kids thing and the only type of animated tv show they think adults would enjoy are comedies like family guy bob's burgers like simpsons um which rick and morty and bojack horseman like use the pretense of comedy to become established what? and then kind of went 
more into deeper themes. Yeah, and they're later. really the only two adult cartoons that have successfully done that so far. And they're great shows. And but they're the only two that almost have like attempted to do that yeah, so far. They, they're, yeah, exactly. And so it's like... And but they have done very well. So it's not like adults don't like cartoons. Yeah, like there's proof of them. And we want more of these kinds of shows because they're always the coolest. So what we're trying to say here is do not be afraid to talk in public about watching like animated shows like don't have there be kind of like a stigma around it like don't be the silent majority tell <laughs> <laughs> tell people that you like anime that you like animated shows like if, if people are like what's your favorite show everyone's like the office you know like <laughs> parks and rec you know new girl like you do not have to nothing wrong with those Nothing, nothing, wrong, nothing with wrong with this. I mean, I don't particularly. I, uh, whatever. Just like <laughs> if it's if your favorite show is BoJack Horseman, say, say that it. your favorite show is BoJack Horseman. And if you're if you watch Infinity Train and like it as much as we do, reach out to I know once a month if you go to the creator of Infinity Wars. Infinity Twitter, Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the Russo brothers. <laughs> if you go to the Twitter account of the guy who created Infinity Train. What's his name? Um, I'm not sure, but I will put it in the description oh, of this okay, video. Um, I'll find that out for you. But he plans, like, once a month where all of, like, the cult following of Infinity Train will, like, try to get a hashtag trending on Twitter so that HBO Max will either re-pick up their show or another, like, streaming network or TV station will pick it up and have them continue to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because so we it's... were stripped of three more seasons, of some a of movie, most... yeah. and a video game. They that's had... what they. That's what he had planned for this. They had so much content planned, and we have been robbed, and it is honestly not fair. And so what we're saying is, and go watch Infinity Train. Let it play in the background if you have to. Just, just keep it on. Get the views. Support it on. I know the creator said to when you're making your end of your your lists for like favorite things, don't make a separate list for animated shows because it's all TV. It's all TV. So if you put those in the same list, they're seen by the same people, and that way you can see, oh, it isn't just a small group of people who like these weird adult cartoons. Yeah. It can actually have <laughs> it can actually have mainstream appeal. Mainstream appeal. <laughs> I just was incense incense. <laughs> Get it, get, get, come on. I just wish incest porn had a more mainstream appeal. Uh, yeah, and I wish that disturbing animation had a more mainstream <laughs> appeal. Which I think it does, but I just think that there are a lot of people who aren't willing to admit that it does. Because there is also a stigma against people who watch anime. Yeah, every, I mean, you know, like back in the day, like I remember, I mean, we're both 21. And so mm -hmm. when we were in middle school, like... Whenever, like, the original emo scene days of, like, yes. seeing kids, like, 2010 yes. through, like, 13, like, those kids in school, you know, like, you know, they had, like, neon stuff and, like, mini skirts with, like, striped knee socks. Super thick like, eyeliner. eyeliner. Yeah, exactly. Which like, is popular now. Which is popular now, exactly. And, like, listen, I never had beef with any of those kids. It was just like, all right, you do your like, thing, I'm gonna do mine. I almost kind of, like... Nobody likes me either. <laughs> But, like, in my mind, I almost kind of, like, othered them. Yeah, because, and, and everyone thought, you know, the common conception is, like, oh, those are the weird kids. They watch anime. They're super obsessed with, like, like, you know, like, there is a reason! Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, like, those are the weird kids, the emo kids, the goth kids, and it was, like, oh, now that, and it's weird. And it's 
great that anime now is like seen as more of just like a thing that you can like as a teenager. A quote-unquote normal teenager because it's a normal thing to watch because it's just good TV. And I mean, that... not all of it, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I will, I, this is a My Hero Academia slander podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> okay, we're saying fuck that shit to um, My Hero Academia fans in particular, but no, also- No, I don't like the show either. Yeah, Anna doesn't like the show. Elaine likes the show. Yeah, I've watched it, I will admit. I've watched yeah. it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just don't like Jack school- don't give a fuck. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. You know why these bitches love me? me? Why? Because Deku don't give a fuck. Deku don't give a fuck. Okay, I'm gonna... You're such a sassy I'm gonna... No, shut the fuck up. I'm taking this out in post. Anna, edit it out. Edit it out. So, anyway... But yeah, getting back to the original point of the movie... We were gonna talk about Erase, which is the anime we watched for this episode, because it was another one of those, like, short, like... 10 to 12 episode total ones. So, if you have not watched it yet, this is your time to turn off this podcast and go watch it. I don't know why you wouldn't have watched it before <laughs> listening to a, a podcast, podcast about race. Yeah. But, but if you're like with a friend or something and this sounds somewhat interesting to you, Just then... turn this off and go watch a race. Yes. It's, you won't regret it, I promise. It's really cool. And do you know what else you won't regret? Watching it a second time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we, we did, did for this right now. So we and had a scene. <laughs> and see, we had a couple like main things that we noticed, or like little cool devices that they did that we just thought were worth talking about, just because they they are kind of what made the show as good as it was, in my opinion. Yes, these were the things where it was like, I mean, like it's got a really amazing plot as well, but mm -hmm. these devices just really make it. So should we like explain the plot real quick? Yeah, we can just talk it through for people who haven't listened to okay. it in a while. So, Erased is a show um, that centers around 29-year-old Satoru Fujinuma, who is sort of a struggling young Ma like, manga artist. Manga artist, like he wants to be writer. a manga artist, Sorry. writer, and he he wants to create his own um, manga, but he's having trouble like being authentic in his work, basically, and being like like. He has some trauma in his past that he doesn't want to work through. Yeah, and it's preventing his art from being good. And it's just like, you're like, okay, shut the fuck up. But also, like, that can, that's a thing that can happen. So mm -hmm. he's been working at a pizza shop. And one day, his mom comes to town to visit him after he um, gets, gets an in an accident as a result of this weird magical phenomena that's been happening to him that he calls um, revival. Yes. So it's this thing where basically he sees a glowing blue butterfly and then shortly after the butterfly appears, he's going to jump back in time anywhere from, like, one to five minutes, he says? Yes. Or a minute to an hour? I think, no, I think it's, like, a few seconds. A few, oh, a few, a few seconds. I thought it was, like, up to five minutes, I thought. I think he said it got up to five minutes, but it's usually only a few seconds. Oh, okay. So this is just a thing that has been happening to him for a little while. But, like, he, he couldn't go to a doctor about this. He'd sound crazy. So he's just dealing with it. Yes. And the thing is, is that every time the butterfly appears and he goes back in time, something that means that something bad is about to happen that Satoru could prevent had he noticed it the first time around. So yeah. rewind, or not rewind, revival basically gives him a chance to rewind and mm -hmm. go back and fix whatever that thing is, even if he's not personally involved with it. Yeah, so like I think the second scene after we see him like get torn down at his, um, like showing his manga to an editor and like is doing his job as a pizza delivery guy, um, he rewinds around like five seconds and he's like, 
okay, now I have to look around, see what is wrong and what I could do to prevent it. And what he um, sees is a little kid crossing the street about to be hit by a truck. Because the driver is sleeping. And so he grabs the wheel, uh, steers the truck out of the way. He and the truck both crash. He ends up in the hospital. He doesn't have really friends, he many friends. He doesn't have a girlfriend. He doesn't have a partner or anything. So his mom comes to stay with him in his apartment for a few days after he gets out of the hospital. Yes, and mom? this is where all of the plot starts happening, um, where his mom, mom gets murdered, murdered. Which sets off this whole thing. Where so, they think yeah. um, he got... Where they think he murdered the person, um, where he, they thought he murdered his own mom, when really um, his mom leaves a note and is like, I'm pretty sure that the person who murdered your childhood friend, Kayo, um, is like the person who is like trying to murder me. Because she found out when seeing like a kid almost get abducted. He's like, I've seen that guy before. Oh wait, now I know who killed Kayo. Yeah, because one, one of the times that Satoru um, did his revival thing was when he was out grocery shopping with his mom, and as they were walking out of the store, they saw uh, a, a sketchy-looking dude holding hands with a little girl walking out, and they, he, they're, all, they're both looking around like, what's there to prevent? What's there to prevent? That, that's about to go on. It's about to go wrong, and they don't find anything, and then they figure out later, huh, that guy sort of looked at us and noticed we were looking at him, and we think that's why he left that kid alone and didn't murder them. Mm-hmm. And the mom, Satoru's mom, who's, what's her name? Oh, Sachiko. Um, Sachiko realizes, she's like, that guy who was, you know, trying to abduct that other kid, he looked familiar. Oh my god, Satoru, I think it's the same guy who murdered your classmate 18 years ago in 1989, but named she... Kayo Hinazuki. So but that's yeah. the trauma in Satoru's background, is that in his hometown in the 80s, three kids got murdered and abducted, and so it was just, like, a really scary time to be a kid and having mm-hmm. to, like, walk to school, walk to the park, you know, just, like, watch your classmates get fucking murdered. Yeah. So the entire plot of this show is him going back in time and trying to... Or he gets revival back until he was, like, a 12-year-old. He's back in the fifth grade where, in his original, like, life timeline... He can prevent... ...was where his friends got murdered. Yeah, so he goes back to be able to prevent this from happening. So that's basically the entire plot of Going the show. Forward. Yeah. Like, he, 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 yeah. It's because, you know, he got, he's being framed for murdering his mom. He didn't murder his mom. They think this whole thing started. We don't know why he got revivaled 18 years into the past. It's sort mm-hmm. of a mystery uh, for the whole show. But now he's back in the past as a 12-year-old trying to save his friends, but he sort of oscillates in time between, like, yes. coming back to the present and being a kid in the past trying to prevent murders. But yes. Us, having watched the second time, knows know that his teacher is the one who oh yeah this abducted, is the, this is the main thing who abducted Kayo, um, and murdered the other children and his mom and his mom this so basically the whole thing is trying to figure out who the person is who's murdered the kids and then murdered his mom eighteen years you know fast forward to when he's twenty nine working at a pizza shop it's his teacher who we meet in like episode one. Yes. It's the, it's the, his fifth grade teacher who had access to all of these things. Okay, but this is completely out of the blue. Like, if you, when you're watching this the first time, you won't expect it at all. Yes. Like, at all. Or at least we didn't expect it at yeah. all. Yeah, like, the first time around, we didn't expect it. Like, there were some things where you're like, okay, that was 
weird. weird. But you're like, maybe this is like, like, honestly, I would be like, maybe this is like a translation error. Like, yeah. maybe this, maybe this isn't coming off right. Yes. Like, that's honestly the first thing I would thought of, that I would think of before, this is the character who murdered these children and Satoru's mom. Like, that just yes. seems unfathomable. Watching it the first time, I just saw him as like a caring teacher. Yeah. But like, going back the second time, I'm like, wait, an adult wouldn't ask a kid for help with an issue this big. Yeah, because there's this thing where they see uh, Satoru, 12-year-old Satoru in the past, sees bruises on Kayo's um, legs, and they find out that she's being abused at home, basically. And yes. he goes to his teacher, whose name, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Yashiro. So his yes. name is Gaku Yashiro, but he's usually just Mr. Yashiro because he's their teacher. Um, he goes to him, and he's like, Kayo's being abused. And the teacher's like, yeah, I know. And Satoru Which? was like, what the fuck didn't you say anything? <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, I called CPS, they haven't done anything, but really, like, you have much, like, more power to do something than I do. Which, major red flag, because adults don't ask children for help. Yeah, it's like, if if a child comes to you and says their classmate is being abused, you should not be like, here's some responsibility for you, 11 or 12 year old in this situation, instead of just being like, thank you so much for telling me I will handle this as an adult. No! Yeah, there's a lot of other pipelines you can go through besides just personally calling CPS. You can tell the guidance counselor, you can tell the principal, um, like... Exactly, because the the excuse he gives the first time around to both Satoru and to us as an audience who doesn't know he's the killer yet is, I already contacted CPS and they said there's nothing else they can do. And so you're like, well, I mean, he contacted CPS. So I guess, yeah, they do need his help. I guess they do need to go about this through other ways. One thing that tricked us, at least, is we were originally ad- introduced to Satoru as a 29-year-old. Um, and then when he gets put back into... Like 1988. A, like <laughs> a 12-year-old's body, um, he... Like, we still hear his voice his, as a 29-year-old. Like, the narration is still in the voice of an adult man. So you're like, ah, oh, yes. Yashiro is talking to his peer... Because you think of him as a 29-year-old, even though you see him yeah. as 12. So w- w- when the teacher is like confiding him and being like, you handle your classmate's abuse, Satoru doesn't realize that he's being mistreated as a kid, because in his mind he's not a kid. Yes. He's 29. Yes. Which is just so... It's, it's so... Int- like, you can really understand the psychology of how the characters themselves were fooled within yes. the show, not just how we were fooled as to who the killer was this entire time until the end. And oh my god, the reveal is insane oh my like it got God. me just as much this time me knowing exactly who the murderer is like it is just such a creepy scene like you you literally it like <sighs> chills in a bad way yeah you just see <laughs> him opening up the passenger side like um like glove box glove compartment yeah glove compartment in and mr yashiro's car that he he and 12 year old satoru are alone in he sees that there isn't a lollipop, which is um, apparently, like, Yashiro um, quit smoking, so he has an entire, like, compartment full of lollipops. So that's just, like, like for, like, an oral fixation thing. Yeah, it was just established that he always has a glove compartment full of lollipops, and when he didn't... When he didn't, <laughs> um, Sadaro opened it up, and was like, where are all your lollipops? And he's like, oh, this isn't my car. This is a very... Generic like, model. Model. 
and I'm going to drive you into a river, and I'm going to kill you because you took away all of... The, uh, his, like, targets. All of my targets. The kids. So, like, the three targets, um, Hiromi, Kayo, and the third. I forget her name. <laughs> oh, but, Aya. Oh, Aya. Yeah. No. Her name is Aya, not Oaya. Okay. Aya. Aya. Yes. <laughs> Aya Nakanishi. Yes. Great name. It's so just Aya Nakanishi. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's a very good name. But These are the three kids that, back in the original timeline... Got murdered by this same teacher who was planning to murder them again this time around, but he wasn't expecting Satoru to be 29 on the inside. Yes. (laughs) With knowledge and a dead mom from the future. Yes. So when he sees that, like, oh, I can get Satoru, um, he's like, I should kill him because he's... He's the one he's the one who's found me out. Like yeah, eventually he's... the murderer finds out that twelve year old Satoru has caught him. Yes, he doesn't know how he knows, but he knows that Satoru um has predicted every single one of his movements. And so he's just like, I'm gonna fucking get rid of this kid. I don't want this guy around. He's the only one who knows that I kill children. Yes. <laughs> oh, and the reason that Satoru couldn't get out of the car is because the seatbelt was um like, they, like, locked it. Yes, it was basically, like, jammed or jailbroken. <laughs> they jailbroke the seatbelt. Um, and he couldn't get out, and he's like, well, I'm a dead man now. Yeah, and so he's alone to drown in a river. So I feel like it, we should, like, back up and say that, like, the whole plot of this show is just, like, basically about embracing, like, friendship and opening up to others and trusting other people and not trying to be a loner. Yeah. And, like, actually, like... Because he was using the resources you have, kind of thing. He went it's through very it. heartwarming. He went through it two times. He yeah. got two revivals, and he failed the first time because he didn't really trust any of his friends. Yeah. Or confide in any of his friends to help Kayo. Yeah. So the first time he went back to 1988 to try to save Kayo, who was going to be murdered, and his most important uh, friend. Because uh, we'll get to this in a sec, but he kind of has a crush on her. Yeah, that's another thing we want to yeah. talk about. But anyway, he's trying to save Kyle and these other three in the first 1988, and it doesn't work. He doesn't save them because he doesn't trust any of his friends to help him with their, like, plan to save her. Mm-hmm. And so then he gets blooped back to the future where he's still entangled in this mess of being chased by the police. Yeah. And he, like, he got back and he's like, oh, hell yeah, I saved the day. And then, and like, then he Whoa. goes to the library and he just, like, checks out, like, a report about his city or whatever he's like fuck they're still dead and so and <laughs> ah, then shit. and then loki a girl's house burns down there's some other thing her name's irie also problematic love interest she's 17 we'll get to it and then he gets revivaled again back to 1988 so he's getting a third chance to go fix these kids murders and that's when he trusts his friends to help him and everything is very heartwarming everything is very heartwarming you're like oh no but like it's not like it is cheesy but it's just like oh yeah oh you know, I like wasn't trying to like be like, oh. No, no, no. no I, I know, I know. You of all people don't think it's cheesy. It's yes. just like, it like it sounds cheesy, but it's just cute. You know, it's just like yes. very genuine. A mm-hmm. lot of the relationships, and also Sachko, his mom, she's a fucking boss. Yeah, it's almost like you almost wonder if she has like the same ability that he does. Yeah, you're like, how is she? So- oh my god, wait, because she always calls her witch. Yes, because okay, she always so knows what's about to happen. She always, she's just like got this uncanny ability to know what Satoru, her son, is thinking. And you might just think, like, oh, they're close. But he, it's like a little joke that occurs within the show is whenever she does that, he's, he goes, where are you? He goes, witch. Witch. And so, like, oh, my God, Loki, what if she can do revival? Yeah. Or if, like, she doesn't have, he's almost like a half-blood and can only do re- revival. 
but she can just like see the future. Oh my god, like a Dr. Manhattan, <gasps> like a Dr. Manhattan type thing. Okay, so maybe Sachiko might not just be a boss and a MILF, but she might also be like a god. Uh, we'll get back <laughs> to you on this. <laughs> but um, anyway, all this very heartwarming stuff happens in the second half of the show involving Satoru and his mom and Kayo and his other friends and like trusting people. But the second half of the show ends with this reveal murder scene that we were talking yes. about where um, Yashiro, his teacher and the murderer, drives him off of a cliff into a river and he drowns. Yes, and then the next moment, they pop up at the hospital where Satoru has been in a coma. For 15 years. Yup. So, we are transported back into, because the original timeline from him when he was 29, like before he went back to his childhood, was I think 2006? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, so now it's like 2003, I think, because it's, wait, no, it would be five years earlier. Not. Yeah, I don't know. Well, really whatever. Sure about the timeline, it's, it's, but... in the, it's in the 2000s again, but, but it's not as close to when he was still... 29 like he's maybe i think 25 when yeah. they, when when they, he finally comes out of this coma mm-hmm. so basically and the this, drowning attempt failed the drowning attempt failed and but when he wakes up his voice is in the narration like his inner voice his inner voice is in his speaking voice that he had mm-hmm. when he was 12 yeah because obviously they have a different voice actor for the 12 year old version of satoru who you see interacting for like most of the show yes so, so the child wakes, voice actor or the voice actor pretending to be a child, I guess. Yeah, because it's probably uh, not a kid. It's probably just like a woman. Yeah. It's always like that. Um, they're actually doing the inner monologue. So you realize, oh shit, he doesn't know what happened to him. Yeah, he's basically, he's been in a coma and so he doesn't remember anything. Because like in, in mentally he's still 12, but obviously he's gone through puberty outside and like his yes. physical body. So like when so he now speaks, he's it's the exact opposite. Yes. Where... When he speaks, he sounds 29, but his inner monologue is a child's voice. So he's he's back in the, you know, almost present with yes. the knowledge of a child, whereas before he was back in the past with the body of a child, but the knowledge of an adult in the future. So yes. now it's an Uno reverse card on him. <laughs> and this is just one of those things about the show where it's like you only realize it a second time. You're like, oh my God, the parallelism, the, the artistry. Or like maybe smarter people realized it the first time around. Or people but... were less high when they watched it. <laughs> But, like, it was just one of those things where you're like, ooh. That was good. Art. That was one of the reasons this was good. See, this is why adult cartoons are good. Exactly. Because they can do this shit and you can pick up on it. Yeah. I mean, live action can do that too, but animation can also do it, fuckers. But you can't have, like, an inner monologue voice. Yeah, you can. Like, you can, but it just doesn't turn out, like, as well, I guess. Fair enough. Because I feel Fair like enough, a lot. I can't think of many examples of. I can't think of that many examples. Like a lot of live mon- action stuff doesn't really have inner monologues unless it's like its own specific scene. Like it doesn't just like. Yeah, where it's like they're on- both. Oh, yeah. you're right. Because you, unless it's one of those awkward things where like two people on a date and it pans over to the woman and she goes, "Is he looking at my hair? Or like, do I have something in my teeth?" And the guy's like, like, like skin. "Yeah, literally like that." No, I guess I mean Jane the Virgin has a narrator, but it's not. Like your actual like voice inside of your head. Yeah, oh, you're, that is so interesting. Because you're allowed to, like, break a lot more boundaries when you have cartoons. Yeah, because you can kind of suspend your disbelief more, because you're like, all right, all of this is two-dimensional and illustrated. (laughs) Disembodied voice, that that, that tracks. I can still find you hot, though. Hashtag Levi. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I don't disagree, but... 
It's not the time or the place. It's not the time. It's not, okay. neither here. That's neither here, neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Let's get back to child murder. So yeah, that was the device of like the parallel between Satoru's inner voice when he comes back. We should also probably reveal like what happens in the second half. Well, I mean, like everyone here has like watched it, so like they get it. Oh, fair enough. Okay, T T TLDR real quick. It, he he recovers his memories about. Oh my God, my teacher was the murderer, and he tried to drown me 15 years ago, and I've been in a coma as a result. And something that they did really well about that is that they didn't really have any of his inner monologue during that scene, so we don't know that he's got his memories back. Yeah, they hid it from us. Like, we didn't know. He he was, like, not... I don't know, like he just we, wasn't talking to us. Yes, they only had the actual conversation between Yashiro and... Or Yashiro and Satoru. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's just as, as much of a surprise to us. us that he's gotten his memories back as Mr. Yashiro, who's, you know, under the hopeful and impression that I really hope this guy I tried to murder doesn't remember that I tried to kill him. But he also wants him to remember so he can figure out how he could tell the future. Oh my god, yeah. So Mr. Yashiro, like, we don't have to get too much into this, but like, his whole thing about like, the past and the hamster and the spider thread oh, metaphor. yeah. He's just got this weird, like, clearly pathological, like, frameworks about like, like, Almost like the survival of the fittest. Like, survival of the fittest. Like, I don't know, he's got this fucked up story about he tries to drown hamsters. And then one of them floats on... Stands on the back of his dead... Brothers. Buddies, whatever. Yeah. Hamster pals. <laughs> and he's and that's the one that the teacher kept as a pet, because he's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because he's fucking crazy! Who drowns hamsters and then makes the... <laughs> no, 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 no. He drowns hamsters because... His student had too many of them and wanted to find a nice home for them. And he's like, oh, I'll take them. And then just fucking drowns them. But didn't he do that as a kid himself? Like, he did it as a kid? No. No. Oh, God. This is even weirder. Jesus. But then, anyway, he, he's got this whole thing about how, like, he can see a spider's thread attached to people's heads. Because he tells this weird story about a guy who's trapped in hell. Yeah. <laughs> and the only, ever, the only person he was ever nice to in his life, this guy, was a spider. And so the spider spins him a thread of web all the way down from heaven into hell and the guy tries to climb up it, this is like a very weird like greek mythology type shit type yeah. beat like the guy tries to climb up the rope but as he's climbing some other dudes from hell grab on below him and start shaking the rope too much and then eventually oh, they also are trying to use to climb up to yeah heaven. they're also trying to climb up to heaven with him even though it's not for them it's for this one dude who was nice to the spider for some fucking reason um and basically the string breaks, and the guy and his shitty dude's buddies from hell all fall back down. And so, basically, like, having a string attached to you mm -hmm. is, like, a metaphor for, like, knowing when your string is about to snap. So, yes. you're about to die and fall back down to hell, a.k.a. death. Yeah. There's it, it, a lot it, of, like, magical realism in here. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It's just, like... That sounded very strange, and you're like, what is this even doing in an anime when I just said it? But it's very, it's a lot more, like, off-putting and chilling, but in the way that they intend for it to be. Yes, in the, in the way that show. they intend to, after they make the reveal, you can see just how fucking chilling he is. Yeah, you're just You can like, see just how much the... of a sociopath he is. He's like, this man, he's just one of those, like, villains where you're just like, what? Yeah. God. It's just, this guy's fucked up, you know? Yeah, bro, like, he's such a fucking sociopath. That even, like, Sachiko falls for it. 
Yeah, even even Satoru's mom, who's, you know, he always says witch, because she's just got this amazing intuition. Even she doesn't realize. Yeah, because he's such a sociopath. Because he tries to be charming and kind of awkward nerdy is kind yes. of his vibe. But and like, it's like, oh, haha, yeah, it's like, I am, like, the thing that sociopaths do, are like, oh, I'm smarter than you, so I can put on this act and you will believe it, yeah. which I did. Maybe he is smarter than me. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, he, he's so, just a crazy teacher. And the thing is, having to do with, you know, on the subject of Mr. Yashiro, the murdery teacher with weird metaphors about spiders and hamster problems. Um, <laughs> they hamster have this, boats. And hamster, fucking hamster boats. Four hamsters made of other hamsters. <laughs> That's the name of this episode, is hamster, hamster boat. Hamster raft. It's more of a raft. Okay, fine. Hamster, hamster raft. raft. Okay, hashtag hamster raft. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. Um, so I wish for the sweet release of death. <laughs> I, I yearn for the snip of my spider thread or whatever. <laughs> um, whatever the fuck Mr. Yashiro would say. Okay, but whenever he's doing something devious, doing something fucked up, his eyeballs turn red. They turn bright red in a very symbolism-y kind of way. And so I feel like they do it long before we even know he's the murderer. Yeah. And so and you're just like, like what? hey, what's that? That's sinister. Maybe that was an artistic choice. Yeah. And it's like, it, it... but he's just so charming that you kind of forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you were sitting there not knowing that the fucking teacher is the murderer. Like the first time around, whenever you watch this, and you're like, okay, that was weird. His eyeballs were red for a second. What was that mm -hmm. about? I feel like that usually indicates evil of some <laughs> sort. But I'll ignore it. I'll, you know, I'll look past it, just like everyone in the show did. Yeah, like you say, like oh, he brings CPS over, um, like so often. Like that's. Like, he's trying to track down the mom so that he can save um, Kayo. And then you're like, wait a minute. He's over there so often. He knows exactly when um, Kayo's mom, like, throws her in the shed. So he knows exactly when to take her and kill her. Yeah. Because he, he's not the one who abused Kayo. That was her mother. She had, an ind she had a shitty situation independent from the being a target for murder part. Yes. But that's why she was a target for murder, because she was because, isolated. Yes. You know, she was always, like, as a result of being abused, she was kind of withdrawn, and she didn't really interact with her peers, which mm. they fixed through the power of friendship. Friendship! That's literally the solution to all of these kids getting murdered. It's like, uh, okay, that's not... It's like, be friends with Kayo. Don't let her be isolated. Let's be friends with Hiromi. Don't let him be isolated. Let's go befriend Aya Nakanishi, who's from another fucking school and kind of a bitch for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, mm, you're like 12. <laughs> Because she, I don't know, what is she, a seventh grader or something like that? Yeah. She's like two she's years like, older. She's like, why are you talking to me? Yeah, she's like, you guys have a fort? That's so lame. That's so babyish. And they're like, no, it's not. Which I agree. Forts are awesome. Yes. Fuck Ayanakanishi. <laughs> but not her name, though. That, 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 no, her name is sick, but her as a person, she's shit. Well, she's also like a fucking teenager. So yeah, I would make fun of like my kid brother. Your kid brother. My kid brother. <laughs> Your kid brother. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Okay, I'm like, maybe I'm being too harsh. Yes, these are still children. She's, <laughs> Sorry, she's my emotions child. got away from me. But anyway, the power of friendship fixed all of this. But the red eyeballs. The red eyeballs. Red eyeballs. You don't notice. You look. You overlook it. Just like the adults. Just like the kids. Just like the school who hired this guy who they didn't know was a murderer, I assume. And then the 
for the entire episode where um, Mr. Yashiro is basically killing Satoru. His eyes are red. He has a freaky grin on his face. Wait, which episode? The one there the one where he's driving him. Oh, the one where the first time he tries to kill him. Yes, the first time he tries to kill him. Because li- there's the roof scene later where, like, after Satoru reveals he's got his memories back, he knows he's the killer, he, wa- he tries to kill him on the roof of the hospital again. Yes. But the first killer, which was the first killy time. Yes. Which was the more sinister killy time. Yes. God. His eyes were red. He was, like, had a grin on his face, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. And now you know, you know that I'm the killer, and I'm gonna still kill you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Because like, I took... jailbroke your seatbelt. <laughs> he took pleasure in that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, the, his whole, you know, because we're all like, why are you doing this? And why are you doing, doing this? <laughs> Not like a sociopath <laughs> needs a reason. But... Yeah, I mean, exactly. You're just, but I don't know. It's, a, I don't know. You kind of want to know, like, why yeah, like people what? do what they do. Like, you want to know what the villain's motivation are. And he explicitly says multiple times, it's for the pleasure of it's it. For the pleasure and, like, they don't the say, diet. yeah, they don't necessarily say it's anything sexual. But the fact that he's choosing, like, kids and the fact that like he says pleasure like that like a couple times you're like i feel like this is a weird sexual thing so anyway it's also probably just like a power complex where like these kids only look up to him yes because he's the fucking teacher yeah he has um like a position of power over them and they trust him solace and he can just take it away. Yeah, so he's just, like, a true villain. Like, yeah. I don't know, it's kind of fun to just have, like, no moral ambiguity sometimes. He sees himself as a god, as brought to you by the thread. He has the power to cut the thread. Yeah. And he ha- he's the only one with the ability to see the thread. Like, he yes. li- like, whenever we're seeing the world through his eyes, like, people literally have, like, a little thin, thin whitish thread. string yeah. attached he's to like, their head. like, when I see the thread, I know I need to cut it. Yeah, and it's just like, oh And my I god, see the thread dude. on you. Yeah, exactly. I know your future! Yeah. God, he's so fucking creepy. Yes. This is one of those shows where it's like, there's not really moral ambiguity. You're just like, what is wrong? Killing and being isolated. What is right? Saving people and friendship. And trying your best and and working through your past trauma and then becoming a good manga artist and getting back together with that girl from the preacher shop when you had a dead-end job who was 17 when you first met her and now you're 29 well okay, so that's the other thing that we wanted to talk about is just the weird kind of like age of gappy shit in, in a couple ways because a you have satoro um kind of having a thing with airy yeah, who's the girl from the pizza shop, like, in the first timeline before he goes back to 1988, Wait. before he mm-hmm. revivals. Yes. Before he's, uh, no, he's been reviving. Before he has a, bleh, before he's a manga artist. Yes. And they're, like, a thing, and it's, like... <sighs> it's, like, she trusts him, he trusts her, and not until he comes back from, like, the dead, basically, do they kind of start having it be romantic. Because yeah. before it's kind of like Aries pining after him, which is fine because she's like a teenager and like that's kind of what teenagers do. But it's when you kind of find it being a little bit reciprocated. Yeah, that's when it's, it's problematic. Weird. Yeah, and it's because, you know, she was the only one who believed him when he was framed, being framed for murdering his mom, which was just fucking Mr. Yashiro again. Fucking hate that guy. Um, yeah. She's the only one who believed him and, like, helped him, like, hide from the authorities for whatever reason. Like, who knows why she believed him? Probably just because she had a crush on him. Yeah. But, like, it was worth it. And, you know, like, I guess in that first timeline, there was... 
Satoru wasn't talking that much about, like, how he was into Irie. Yeah. But then, in the second, or I guess third at this point in time, like, yeah. after he wakes up from the 15-year coma and he does become a successful manga artist, the, like, last shot of the show is Once... him re-meeting Irie for the first time, because now, in this timeline, he's never even had that dead-end pizza shop job where he yes. met Irie. Mm-hmm. So the last shot of the show is, like, them meeting, finally, a couple years later. Like, I think Irie... He, Satoru was, I think, 31 at this point after, you know, his successful career, and that would make Irie... Like, 20-ish. 20-ish. Or so like ish An adult. But, like, the last <laughs> shot is like a... <gasps> things, the things that were truly meant to be in your life will end up there somehow. And this 17-year-old and 29-year-old at the first time we ever met them are truly meant to be get together once they're both of legal age. Yeah, and also <laughs> it's, like, weird because... Um... They only do it, he only, I guess, looks for her after he realizes Kaio is with Kenya. What? Kaio marries Kenya. Right, 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 because, oh, in in the future where she's been saved, duh. Yes, Kenya's so, one of his other friends and he's sort of just like a little genius dude. So, like, Satoru obviously had a crush on Kaio, which is problematic because... Like, not the first time around. Like, when he when they were both actually 12, like, mentally. Like, that makes sense that he would have a crush on her. But the second time around, he's mentally 29. Even and he though still he's, finds himself with a crush on her. Which is something that, like, we had a question, like, we're kind of questioning. <laughs> yeah. Because he is technically the same age as her at this point. But he's been through, like, 17 more years of life. Yeah, so, like, he's got a 12-year-old's body and voice and and everything and he's walking around being 12 and no one would know that he was 29 on the inside and even if he said he was 29 who the fuck would believe him yeah but he's got his inner monologue again and his actual like thought processes are that of a 29 year old yeah so like he sees himself almost like pining for her then he was like stop dude you're 29 every time he notices which is several times like every time he finds himself blushing or something he just goes dude you're 29 (laughs) and like I guess, like, I'm not sure, like, if it's, like, his body taking over at that point. Yeah, like, who, like, is this a hormonal response? Does his 12-year-old heart know what it wants? Which <laughs> made me kind of have, like, thinking just about immortals in oh general. Oh my god, this other thing. This is a debate. Um, so I'm just, like, wondering, like, would you, as an immortal, go after someone who's, like, attractive and is the same age as what your body projects itself to be? Or would you want, would you be into, um people who are very very old because they have are the closest to the same people or closest to the people who have been through the same life experiences as you yeah like only like people like over 100 years old are the only people you could remotely intellectually connect with i guess yes which we kind of see in like captain america with cap and peggy and Uh... um we also see it with bucky when he goes to talk to all of these like older people that he knew from his war times. Yeah. Um, Just that whole, like, context in which you were raised type of thing. Like, type yeah. beat. Like, someone who came up in the same environment, like, social world as you did. Yes. Like, if, is that important for, like, love or something? Yes. Which a lot of media says yes. And, <laughs> but a lot of media with immortals also say no. Why, what media says no? Well, when you have, like vampires who are hundreds of years old like twilight like edward and that is like hundreds of years old and dates bella 
who's like 17. Ew, what? Yeah, because okay, his I've, body I've never is actually read or seen Twilight, so that's interesting. Because he like projects himself as like a 17 year old. Right, right. Okay, right, right, right. And that that's like that brought that reminds me of the point that I came up with, which is I think there's two types of immortals. One kind who like, however old they are, they can choose what age to make their physical body look. Like mm-hmm. you can choose to make yourself look like you're 17 or 29 or like, like gods. Like the gods do that. Yeah, like like people who can just like choose what age to be. Or, or the Greek gods, I should say. Yeah, I was like, what gods? The gods. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what have you been seeing on the internet? Just like, anyway. But then there's the other type of immortal. I don't even know if this is a real type of immortal or if I fucking made this up, but I feel like there's got to be a kind where they just sort of stop aging around adult. Yeah, like, they just an, stay 30-ish, 40-ish forever. That's the, uh, it's called the, I think the settling in, um, it's called the settling in the Throne of Glass series by Oh, Sarah okay, so I didn't make this up. Yeah. Good. Okay, not that it's it fucking you, like, matters because these are both made up. Like, these yeah. are both made up, but... But it is a trope that is used. Okay, so what I'm saying is, like, for both types of immortals, let's do the situation. If you're an immortal who just looks like 30, 40-ish forever, mm-hmm. are you physically attracted to people who look 30, 40-ish also? Or are you attracted to, like, centenarians and, like, people who mm-hmm. are, like, 105? I guess... I... I don't know if you would be, like, physically attracted to them or not, but... Could you have a relationship with someone who is younger than you? Or would you have to have a relationship with someone who is on the older side? Right. And then the same thing for... It's it's honestly the same question for the changing your body immortal. Because it's not like a human can mm-hmm. ever make themselves look 500 years old. They just yeah. have to look decomposed at that point or something. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, I think it depends on the immortal. Like, do they need intellectual love in a relationship, or are they just there to fuck? Like yeah. a young Adonis type beat. Like, what do we, what do we, what do we... Which kind of brings us back to, like, Satoru. Does he <laughs> have the mind of a, a 29-year-old, and being in a 12-year-old body does not change his like, sexual preferences at all, mm-hmm. which would be in very case, problematic yeah, because in, that would mean he's a pedophile. Or, and, like, we don't want to be rooting for a pedophile this whole time. Yeah. Or is it, like, Like, his, is he influenced by his body? I think he's got to be influenced by, like, his I think he has to be influenced by his body and also probably... Like, his memories. Because the yes. first time around when he was because actually he, 12... He's I'm sure he reliving a, his memories... And he's physically in his memories, and in those memories, he had a crush on Kyo. Yeah, so I'm sure he's being, like, swayed by the emotions of the situation. Yeah. Okay, just basically, TLDR, like, we think that we there's think a rational... We think it's okay. Like, we think it's okay. Not okay, great, but okay. But okay, but, like, even within the realms, within, like, the, the like, not rule rules of shit that doesn't exist, like, immortality and time travel and body switching, is this still somehow a little weird? The answer is probably not. I think it's still probably a little bit weird, especially when you have the character say, shit, I'm 29, so many times. Yeah, but but on the the other hand, is that not... Are they trying to have him acknowledge it? I think they're trying to have him acknowledge it, but by having him acknowledge it, it's like, oh yeah, this is an issue. Where it's like if they hadn't pointed out, you might have just been like, oh, that is a 12-year-old having a crush on a 12-year-old. I don't know, I feel like I still would have noticed, like, um, that is an adult man. Yeah. Simping for an 11-year-old girl. So I guess it's kind of good that they got out in front of it. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's good, but it doesn't make it any less awkward. It's still awkward to watch happen. 
Yes. It's still not the best thing that could have happened, but I understand why they needed to have that be a plot point. Yeah. Because, like, there's a lot of other moments in the show where, like, Satoru, in a 12-year-old body but with a 29-year-old mind, is interacting with other regular 12-year-olds, and they're, they manage to yeah, be, like, I guess really he sweet. Is, he is in the environment of a bunch of 12-year-olds. Yeah. So I guess that would influence him, because he had to adapt to being a 12-year-old in order to fit in. Yeah. he d- Yeah, so I feel like he was definitely influenced by, like, his physical environment, but also, like, his surroundings. Yeah. And I guess him pointing out that, dude, you're 29, is him not being, trying not to be a pedophile. Exactly, because, like, he, well, I mean, it shows he's... Con- He's, he's concerned. Yeah, if he, maybe he's just having intrusive thoughts about being a pedophile. Yeah, just intrusive He's trying thoughts. to he's not... He's not be, acting on it at all. He's trying is, not to be a pedophile. Which is good. Yeah. If you have intrusive thoughts, you just don't act on them. And that's the moral of the story. Moral of the story. Don't go to therapy, just listen to this. Don't just don't... <laughs> if you have bad thoughts, just don't do the things you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, a lot of Satoru's interactions with the kids and stuff managed to be really sweet and genuine or whatever, but mm. it's just the fact that he has a crush where you're like, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do well, we have any other devices? I think that's pretty much all for this episode. Like, the main things we noticed, yeah. Yeah. Well, so next week, or the next time we post an episode, I guess, I don't think we've decided what we're going to watch. Oh, we're probably going to do Violet Evergarden. Oh, I thought we were going to do, um... The, 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 the Promise Neverland. Promise Neverland? We're gonna rewatch that? Yeah, I thought we said we would. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. We're currently watching Violet Evergarden, but it's a very different, like, type beat. But it's yes. a classic. You can definitely do a lot of character analysis in that, though. Yeah, you definitely could. Um, but you could also do it in The Promise Neverland. So, one of those two will be the next <laughs> episode of No Hatching. Maybe we'll switch it up completely and rewatch Infinity Train. Oh, so I feel like we have to do that at some point. Yeah, because we're, like, we're branching out from uh, anime and we're just going to animation. Animation, honestly, that's fun. We can totally do that. Yeah, I, there's plenty of animated things I want to watch and or talk about. Yep. So we're not exactly sure what's going to happen next week, but it's going to be something. It's going to be something, and it's going to be these these two dipshits talking about it. And it'll hopefully be exactly as entertaining or not at all as it was just now it'll be the same vibe if you liked it you liked it if you didn't then why are you still listening fair enough we've been talking for like fucking ever fair fair enough i mean i'm a little lost but fair Fair enough enough. anyway thanks for listening that was this one come back to disaster weekend where we may or may not explain why we chose disaster weekend as a name yeah true um but as in total disaster weekend fashion we're gonna not tell you now Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye.